0: This is The Antidote on 92.7 FM.
1: This is The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. Followers of The Antidote must realize that I love metal, which is probably the reason why this show seems lately to be turning into a Christian metal hour. While well, metal fans are bound to recognize our opening song, Amber Alert, off the new album Supreme Chaos, for more of ages. I've seen these guys play quite a number of times, and they always do a killer set. Well, the band came back to Toronto for a show at the Opera House over the Christmas holidays. Frontman Leroy Hamp sat down with the Antidote to discuss their new album, their previous releases, and what to them are really obscure Canadian holidays. But first up is a War of Ages song from a couple of years back, The Deception of Strongholds. Boxing Day, and the antidote is in Toronto with Leroy Hamp of War of Ages.
2: Now, okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. So we were debating on what this was, but what exactly is Boxing Day? We have no idea. We've never heard of it. All the years that I've played Canada, I've never heard of Boxing Maybe because we haven't been here the day after Christmas ever, but uh, what I don't is Boxing Day? do
1: think any Canadian actually knows what Boxing Day is, except it means you get another day off after Christmas, and that's when the big sales go on. So you guys can do Black Friday. Now, Black Friday is coming into Canada, but Boxing Day was the day that you went out to buy the Christmas gift that nobody bought you.
2: Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because we were like, maybe it's the the boxing up the toys you didn't want. You know, that's what Steve said. He was like, box up the toys you didn't want, and you take them back. That sounds like Boxing Day. You know, see, so
1: the whole deal is, as soon as we finish with this, you and I, we go out, and we're going to go out. We're oh. Go chopping.
2: Okay, and buy the toys we didn't get. Well, I didn't get anything this year. Not that I'm, I'm bitter about it. I was probably just a bad boy, but I think that, um, I'm okay with not getting. It. My kids got everything. So. And not necessarily from us buying him, but our grandparents. Lots of grandparents for our kids. So they all decided to buy them something this year. We never do the gift thing, and my, my daughter got a couple of gifts, and, and it was like stimulation overload. <laughs> she's two and a half so she's oh. running around out, are you serious <laughs> I'm like she's overstimulated we need to like put her down for a nap or something so <laughs> yeah that's a metal that's a metal story right there
0: it's brutal
1: War of Ages' album, Return to Life, came Song of Solomon. Now, we're going to get real serious now, because that's how we do things on the antidote. All right. So we're going to go way back. War of Ages has been around for over a decade. (laughs) Yep. How did the band start?
2: Well, basically, this band started with Steve, myself, and a couple other people working at Walmart. Uh, We all worked at Walmart. We were, you know, fresh out of high school. Needed a, a good job and Walmart was hiring, so we went there. All met each other. I met Steve, asked him, "Let's start a band." And that's exactly what it was. We started a band and brought a couple of people in from Walmart. It was all Walmart-based band at one time. And then uh, obviously people, you know, go and find careers and don't think that the band is going to be something that's you know, able to support or sustain a family. So they move on. And uh, Steve and I just stuck it out and grabbed my brother and took him for a ride too.
1: Okay, now, does that mean that Walmart sells War of Ages
2: CDs? Uh, they do, actually. Um, we, at least one of them that I know of does. Uh, the one that we worked at. <laughs> uh, probably because Steve, like, harassed them big time about, um, you know, getting us uh, in there. But that's, I've heard other Walmarts have it too, or at least they have it online. I think everybody's decreased their CDs uh, as far as what they've had in stock in general. But
1: Walmart,
0: like, that Walmart
1: has them still. Now i got to explain what's going on. So the rest of the band, they're practicing their frisbee golf. Yes. Oh, frisbee
2: golf is a a big, huge no. It's called disc golf. Yeah, I don't really play as much, but I say frisbee golf and they look at me like I'm a terrible human being. So if you hear random shouting and excitement, that's them. A guy flew to Denver, Colorado on this tour to give us a portable disc basket. That's a riot. Yeah, so they've been setting it up every venue in random places. And that gets set up first before yeah. everything else. For anything else, the most important thing is to practice your putting. I don't really play. I've played maybe four times in my entire life, but they're pretty adamant about it. I think they, they've even talked about going pro, which I think is kind of funny. But hey, you know, more power to them. am all about supporting the little guys.
1: Within an older song from Morvage's of Ages' second album called "Pride of the Wicked," recorded back in 2006. I was going to get into this really lame joke about you guys all being from Erie, PA, and I was going to reference that movie, that thing you do, and oh, The yeah. Wonders.
2: Or how about but, the uh, when Tom Hanks got off the plane, was given a, a ticket. Uh, for speeding or something when he got off the plane and literally turned looked at the city was like this place is sorry and they turned right around got back on the plane and left and didn't even shoot that thing you do in Erie at all
1: but now nothing's with Erie pretty much
2: but I still enjoy it my family's from there I still love Erie and they just got a, uh, a few new restaurants you know, and they seem to be moving up in the world as far as the restaurant establishments and whatnot. So, And it t- does make for a short drive to Toronto. It does. Makes for a very three and a half hour short drive, which I'm thankful for the day after Christmas. As
1: long as you don't get held up at the border.
2: Exactly. Which Battlecross is sitting there right now, probably rethinking their
1: lives. <laughs> You guys have always had melodic elements to your hardcore. Yeah. I mean, it's really got almost a Scandinavian feel. Uh, a Swedish metal, Scandinavian. Yeah, Swedish yeah. metal. Has that always been something that you've been... I would say 40? yes, because
2: Steve is very, very um, into bands like In Flames and Soil Work and, uh, you know, he's yeah. always had that Swedish feel to him. I am not as, like, versed in Swedish metal sort of things. I grew up a hardcore kid. I grew up on, you know, Rage Against the Machine and, and uh, you know, bad brains mm-hmm. and sick of it all and you know stuff like that. But uh, hate breed. Those are all the bands that I listen to. But uh, Steve, he was always more into the Swedish metal. And then our guitar player Jack, he was in Iron Maiden and you know you're more um, you know just very opera type metal and epic mm-hmm. parts and stuff. So merge those two together and you've got two awesome writing machines. And then me just backing it up with some hardcore vocals. <laughs> It's funny what we were talking about, I'm like, oh, man, just as long as it sounds heavy and has, like, some some energy to it, you know, and so my vocals don't sound so happy. <laughs> I'm like, then I don't care what you guys do. Dueling solos, I don't care. That gives me a break. Hardcore's not supposed to be happy. No, it's supposed to be sad and angry and pissed, and that's what I am. So I'm like, I'm always like, as long as I can write pissed, I'm good.
1: But we were just talking about the last show that you played in Peterborough, Uh, and I was laughing, saying that was probably the funniest show I ever saw because everybody was just howling with laughter the whole time. Oh yeah, I mean, well that was it was a small show, the turnout wasn't
2: that great, and um, you know, really honestly, you play to the crowd. The crowd's having fun, and it's our responsibility to give everybody that is in the establishment a fun time, and that's what we do. I was crawling on Steve's back at one time doing all kinds of
1: craziness, so, yeah, craziness happens. Well, it's funny, because you guys are a really popular band, Uh and I was really surprised at the turnout there. You win some, you lose
2: some, that's the way I look at it, but either way, if you come out to a warbidden show, if you happen to hear about one last minute and you come out, you know you're going to get a good time. (laughs) Regardless of how many people are there, we really don't care. I mean, yeah, definitely, I'm not going to say if there was 100,000 people there, we would totally be stoked, Yeah. you know, but if there's only 20 we're still going to give them a good show. It might be a little different than there if there was 100,000, you know, at least you would have headwalking probably at that show. But this one, you know, there wasn't enough to headwalk. So I figured I would just ride piggyback on a few of our instruments, you know, guitar players or whatever. <laughs>
1: there about your music being so popular what is it do you think that makes you guys stand out so much I think it's the twist of,
2: of I mean I, I could label that us as like the cliche metal core but I think that we stay pretty traditional yeah. with with our Swedish metal and, um, stayed pretty traditional with our metal influence in general, where a lot of metalcore is more about rhythmic and, and breakdowns and, and rhythm and whatever else. And, and we've always been more traditional in that aspect as far as dueling solos and, and melodic <laughs> and, you know, parts and, and uh, you know, still keeping the hardcore vocal style. But, um, you know, we've, we've definitely stayed pretty traditional as well and mixed that element those elements of the metalcore in lightly where mm-hmm. other bands like a band like Killswitch Engage has gone like very singy very you know all that aspects very yeah. melodic but then still heavy and you know your thrash and whatever else but we stayed kind of you know Iron Maiden meets and maybe like I don't know Hatebreed <laughs> vocals I don't know
1: <laughs> you know from your lyrics it's obvious that war of ages you know, creates music from a Christian perspective, mm-hmm. but do you ever feel that limits what you do? <clears throat> Not at all, because music is a reflection
2: of self. And and honestly, we don't really play necessarily or write. I don't write as a lyricist for the Christians or for you know secular kids or or whatever you want to label anything. I honestly write towards the heart. You know, I don't believe in trying to conform anyone to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at it like, okay, here's your heart. Here's somebody that's broken. Here's somebody that's um, abusive or being abused themselves. Here's somebody that's going through depression. Um, I am prone to depression very easily, you know, so I have this outlet of music to help me, you know, keep me from being depressed and whatever else. And and uh, so I write towards those people. I feel like you change that heart aspect. and. Becoming a Christian or becoming a believer or whatever is just a natural occurrence of a heart being changed So I don't need to aid that anyway. any way Try to, um, you know, conform someone to Christianity Then they'll change and then they'll they'll become a better person I feel like, you know, change your heart in general And then see where that leaves you um, So, I mean, that's pretty much what I focus on in all the songs It's like, I've been through this, I've gone through this, so Let's uh, change that aspect and become a better person in general. And then where does that take you? What does that tell you? You know, what are you going to do with your life from here on out? So that's really what I think makes us so different. I've gotten, you know, people, um, different interviews I've done or different kids or whatever else have said that, you know, you don't say Jesus in your songs. You don't, you know, some songs you're not uh, vocal about the Holy Spirit mixed with God or whatever else. And I go, well, I'm not writing for you. I'm writing for people that are broken, and I'm honestly writing for myself as a way out from being depressed, from being, you know, uh, empty inside. This is my outlet. Yeah. So I write what I want, and I write what I feel like I'm led to write, and, I, that, and it helps me. And if it helps me, then sweet. And if it helps you by helping me help you, and I can inspire you, sweet. Because I can inspire. And that's what I feel like I'm here to do, is, is mainly just inspire. Not change, not anything. If you wanna change, that's on you. But the inspiration I can give you that. <laughs>
1: you took it to the nth degree. Do you think that metal has a place in worship music? Sure, if that's what a church wants to do. I have no
2: expectations. There's no box theory with me. You know, it's so much more than just like putting a label on something. Here's the core. Here's the bullseye. If this is what you believe,
1: sick. If not,
2: probably pretty much trouble.
1: <laughs> and Pastor Leroy has spoken so now we know. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> just giving me a bad time. <laughs>
2: What's going on, everybody? This is Leroy Hamm, the lead singer of War of Ages, and you're listening to The Antidote with
1: Dave Hawkins. I've often asked this question of a number of different bands. So if you could choose three War of Ages songs that you said defined you as a band, what Mm -hmm. would you pick?
2: I would say the three War of Ages songs that define us as a band would have to be... Chaos Theory, that's from the new record, um, and that would be l- lyrically, musically, all-consuming fire, and ju- or personally all-consuming fire, and then musically, Doomsday.
1: And most guys struggle to come up with an answer to that question.
2: Well, I, it's pretty easy for me because lyrically, I feel like Chaos Theory is about you know just the ultimate struggle. And ultimately, a friend of ours passed away not too mm-hmm. long ago. And um, that's what I wrote that song about, is the fact that you're reaching it. I won't believe you are helpless, praying for you with tongues of fire. Look mm-hmm. at me when I tell you you were loved at your first breath. Had we told him that, had we reached out to him, maybe things would be different. You know, but then it goes on in the song to talk about just his life and how he turned his back on different aspects and different things and expectations and whatever else. So I feel like that's society as a whole. That's the whole chaos theory. And then All Consuming Fire lyrically, um, or it's people, because it's it's about the love we have for God, and it's just unconsuming. It, I mean, it consumes everything. Whether you like it or not, it's there, and it burns. And it's it's there to, to bring hope anywhere. So there's that. And then uh, Doomsday is just a cool song you know, musically. So we just love that song. It's powerful, energetic. It's got some epic parts. <laughs> You know, a little off-timing stuff, so a little tricky inside.
1: Six, isn't it? Yep, album number album six. Who knows anymore? Yeah. yeah, that was that was a little tough to decide. Yeah, Just yeah. depending how you Does count. the
2: self title count, or is that Fire from the Tomb re- relived or whatever else? I'm like six albums, cool.
1: Bingo. But Supreme Chaos came out in July. Yep. But you really added some new elements to this. Well, really, vocally and musically. Yeah, we've been
2: kind of going towards a rhythmic way. Um, we don't want to lose the metal aspect at all. We're not going to like a mirror or anything like that, not that kind of rhythmic. Um, like I, I've told you before, I grew up listening to like Rage Against the Machine and, and Hatebreed and real energetic and, and just powerful, you know, uh, projection of vocals. So mm-hmm. I also grew up in with gangster rap, you know, Tupac and everything else. So. In the very beginning of War of Ages, a lot of people don't know this, but in the very beginning, before we had anything released, I I rapped. Did you Yeah, I screamed and rapped. So, I've always had that, like, in there. Just I screamed, you know, because that's what was the the norm of of Mm -hmm. metalcore. So, in this album... Last album, Musically, we tried to put a little more rhythmic, you know, tones to it. And then this album went very rhythmic with little electronics, but it wasn't so much electronic to where it was like the dubstep of today. We went more so like 80s, 90s hip hop or, or, you know, rap. You know, we found different sounds that like were a little more of that time, time frame, stuff, stuff that we grew up with. And then I went a little more rhythmic with my vocals. You know, I, on this next album, I plan on just full-out rapping the song, Wow! you know, just playing and doing some different things and having some fun with it. But this album was that bridge album to get us to that point. And um, starting it in, on Return to Life, then Chaos Theory being a little more in that direction, and then next album we can kind of mess with it a little bit more and push, push the
1: envelope a little further. Well, you have a huge fan base. So what do you think Their expectations are Or are they going to be Accepting of that I would hope that Like after listening
2: To each one of our albums That they would see That we have always Tried to push The um, envelope Each album Each album is always Different than the last Mm -hmm. And you listen to Supreme Chaos And compare it to You know Fire from the Tomb And they are two Totally different bands Still have the same Light elements Of War of Ages You can hear War of Ages In both of them Mm -hmm. But that's the way I believe it should be It should be a reflection of the time period and what you're trying to do not a totally different band like you know, we were punk rock and then also all of them were hardcore it's like i wanted to be this like always progressing into something until we can create um because we're all trying to create something and there's so much music out there that nobody can create anything anymore but i feel like if we just tinker you know on enough albums and really try to grow each album yeah. and grow it from the last step maybe we'll accomplish something so, that's probably my brother Tinkerer around up there.
0: Hold the bottom to your throat before you break down. Life is through the glass before you give up. Life is simple. Live in the dream.
1: You've been listening to The Antidote on Trent Radio, 92.7 FM, Peterborough. We heard one of War of Ages' favorite songs, and definitely my top track from Supreme Chaos, called Chaos Theory. If you want to have some of War of Ages' music for yourself, I have a copy of Fire from the Tomb album to give away. Be the first person to send an email to dave at theantidoteradio.com. And you get the album, which will be picked up at Trent Radio on the corner of Park Hill and George in Peterborough. And if you forget that address, just go to theantidoteradio.com, click on Contact. Next week on The Antidote, we get to meet for the second time with a band who blend rockabilly, blues, and old-fashioned rock and roll it around and make it into their own unique sound. Ravenhill's lead singer Josh Clifton speaks with us and gives us an exclusive first listen to their upcoming album called Soul. Don't miss this one. It's a really great album. But let's head back to the last of our talk with War of Ages' Leroy Hamp and the song from Ashes, and tune in again next Wednesday for The Antidote. You've been on face down from day one I mean that's unusual nowadays Yeah it is, I mean that's been kind of our
2: home um, It's not a matter of not Having an option to go anywhere else We're happy there We have no ill will against any um, Other labels or anything like that It's just a matter of this is what works And this is, it's a good fit for this time uh, We love Shannon, we love Davey We love Jason and Virginia and We don't really have any desire To leave and it's just worked they care about us. <laughs> We've been with them for a while. They they know us pretty well. <laughs> Not as much as your wife and kids do, though. No, but they know my wife very well. She worked for them. That's where I met her.
1: Ah, uh, <laughs> that's wild. Well, Leroy, it's been great having you sit down with the antidote and Thank appreciate you. your time, man. And have a great show tonight. Thank you very much. <laughs>